Hi everybody, this is Bill Owen. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Great nostalgia today. Flying heroes of the comics pages, movie serials, and radio. Oh yes, that, that should conjure up some names automatically. Especially old timers grew up with old time radio as I did. Well, to name the top fictional heroes, flying heroes, I think it's obvious it'd be a be pretty much a toss-up between Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon as the best-known fictional aviator. There was a third competitor at that time, Brick Bradford. He was never quite as popular as Buck and Flash, but uh, he was significant too. But Buck clearly was the more successful in radio, and Flash more successful in the movie serials. Oh, that wonderful opening on radio for, for Buck Rogers, the announcer... Uh, after a thunder roll on the drum would come in with an echo effect. Buck Rogers in the 25th century! <laughs> Our hearts were excited when, when that announcer would come on doing that. The program was based on the popular comic strip that was created in 1929. The idea for the strip was conceived by a syndicator named John F. Dilley, who selected Dick Calkins as the first artist, and Phil Nolan as the first author. Now, much that occurred on the show from 1931 to 1939 seemed rather fanciful at the time, but, but you know, eventually it became plausible and even commonplace. Dr. Heuer, the wonderful good guy inventor, invented such things as the psychic restriction ray, the teleradioscope, the atomic disintegrator. This is all in the early 30s. Think of that. The molecular expanser and contractor beams. Radio transmission of power. Force rays and uh, ultrasonic death rays and robot rocket ships. Radiovision transmitters. On and on. The mechanical mole. That was a big one for burrowing deep into the Earth. Oh, there were so many. The listeners could become solar scouts, he would say, by by responding to the many premium offers. So they could they could get such uh, items as planetary maps and sketches of the principal characters by sending in, as the announcer said, two inches of the strip of tin that comes off a can of cocoa malt when you open it. Oh. And uh, Paul Douglas was one of the announcers on the show, later became a very big Hollywood star. Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Well, Buck had a female companion. His name, her name was Wilma Deering. Buster Crab was the uh, was the featured performer as as Buck Rogers. He was a an Olympic gold medal swimming champion from 1932. He played Buck in the in the 1939 serial, and he also played Flash Gordon in three serials. First one. Thirteen chapters about the planet Mongo and the evil emperor Ming the Merciless. And there were sequels in 1936 and in 1940. And Flash also had a female companion, Dale Arden. Now think of this, Buck's radio show ran for 15 years. And Flash's show was not as, not as popular, it only ran 26 episodes in the year 1935. So, Buck Rogers on radio and Flash Gordon in the movie serials. Brick Bradford, we mentioned, a 1933 comic strip adventure. 
That was also a serial, 1947. And then we come to Captain Midnight. That was a very famous opening on Captain Midnight, sponsored by Ovaltine. You'd hear the gong tolling midnight ominously, then an airplane swooping down, and then the announcer, Captain Midnight! <laughs> Our hearts were fluttering. We were excited after school listening to those wonderful, wonderful radio programs. It began uh, in 1938 as a comic strip, then it hit radio in 1941, and it became a, a movie serial in 1942, and, and later a TV series, so it hit all the stops. Infamous villain was Ivan Shark. Mm. That, was, that was one of the great old-time programs. Now, we got to mention uh, the very first of the fictional aviator heroes, we go back to Tailspin Tommy. So many big little books and comic books. And the newspaper strip had an incredible run from 1928 to 1942 and two movie serials to top it off in 1934 and 1935. The very first, Tailspin Tommy. And then there was Smiling Jack, last name Martin, Smiling Jack Martin, created by Zach Mosley, who himself was a very avid pilot. I happened to become a pen pal of his, uh, wrote him some letters and exchanged thoughts. And in exchange, he sent me uh, several pictures he drew just for me of his characters. He had so many beautiful women that he could draw. He called them Lil De-Icers, Zach Mosley. The strip always promoted upcoming air shows. That was a distinctive mark of Smiling Jack who for years had a mustache and for years did not have a mustache. So he looked, uh, he naturally looked differently depending on how he's being drawn. But what memorable characters. Downwind, Downwind Jackson. He was only seen in profile and as readers we'd always, oh, maybe next week we'll get to see what he really looks like. <laughs> we never did, of course. That was a real come on. Downwind only in profile, never, never his face. Another memorable character was a Hawaiian named Fat Stuff, and his buttons were always popping off and, and caught by a chicken who happened to be nearby. <laughs> and Smiling Jack's wife was Joy. We mentioned the, the many beautiful women he created. The villains included the claw and the head. It was also a very good serial, 1943, one of my favorites with Smiling Jack. The strip itself had an incredible run from 1933 to 1973. Radio, not as successful. Only ran for three months in 1939. I remember it being sponsored by Tootsie Rolls, and the announcer, Tom Shirley, would say, Clear the runway for Smiling Jack. Smiling Jack, one of the great comic strips. And another one comes to mind, The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen, sponsored by Skelly Oil. Oh, I can still remember the theme song. Da dum da dum da 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 dum da dum da dum da dum da 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 dum da dum da. That was the air adventures of Jimmy Allen, about a sixteen-year-old pilot with a pal named Speed Robertson. Many, many adventures on radio from 1933 to 1937. They were busy solving all kinds of crimes and mysteries. How about Hop Harrigan? Another great radio serial. 
And I happened to become a, a colleague at ABC of the announcer, Glenn Riggs. And uh, I remember when Glenn lost his wife, Betty, and a few years later remarried an Indonesian lady, and they had a big retirement party at ABC for Glenn. And of course, I lost track of them, and they moved off to Indonesia. But uh, what a wonderful gentleman. But he was famous for, for introducing uh, Hop Harrigan, Presenting Hop Harrigan, America's ace of the airwaves. Then you hear the airplane. And then you hear Hop himself, played by Chester Stratton or Albert Ailey later. CX-4 calling control tower. CX-4 calling control tower. Standing by. Okay, this is Hop Harrigan coming in. Yeah, that started on the airwaves over ABC in 1942. Hop Harrigan, another of the top old-time radio shows. Oh, there's so many others to remember. Steve Canyon of the comic strips, who was created by Milton Kniff, who earlier had done Terry and the Pirates. I, I dropped in on Milton Kniff at his studio in Rockland County, New York, and he was working on Steve Canyon at that time, very gracious. He stopped what he's doing and showed me around. He, had life-size characters from Terry and the Pirates, like uh, Patrick Ryan and Connie, Big Stoop, and the the infamous Dragon Lady, April Kane, Terry Lee's girlfriend. Carrie, of course, being the principal of the strip. And uh, Milton said that after April came into the strip, uh, he got birth announcements from people who said they named their child after April, and then as the years would go by, he'd even get graduation announcements for April, and eventually weddings. He showed me one of his strips. He had, by that point, gone beyond doing his own lettering. He had somebody do that, and even his own drawing. He would just sketch in the story. For example, he was drawing a, a city bus at the time, and uh, he would just have a little rectangle and he'd write the word bus and his artists would then finish it up for him. He was uh, painstaking because he he wanted to be accurate and when he had uh, a lot of activity going on at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, he wanted the character to be wearing a letter sweater. So he sent away and they sent him a, a letter so he could draw it authentically. Uh, he was a wonderful artist, so highly respected in, in the business. I remember he said he was a, a young man, and he went to a convention where the great cartoonists of the day were, Chester Gould of Dick Tracy and Harold Gray of Little Orphan Annie, and he said it was it was so wonderful. He was so much younger, and he said they accepted me because Terry and the Pirates was so successful, so he was rubbing shoulders with the with the greats of the comic strip world. Oh, there was Speed Gibson of the International Secret Police. He was a 15-year-old pilot, went on radio in 1937, that ran until 1940, very popular. There was Captain Frank Hawk's Sky Patrol radio show. He had another radio show called Time Flies, which also happened to be the name of one of his planes. Who else we want to recall? Sky Blazers with Colonel Roscoe Turner, who was a noted aviator in real life. He had a radio show in 1939. There was Sky King, the adventures of a rancher pilot named Skyler King. That's where Sky came from, a short for Skyler. 
and uh, he was on radio in 1946 and then later had a TV series. It was the Flying Crown Ranch he flew out of. It was near a fictitious town called Grover, Arizona, Sky King. How about Flying Patrol? That was about Coast Guard flyers. It was on radio. It began on NBC Blue Network in 1941. And the famous aviatrix of the comic strips, Jenny Dare, D-A-R-E, Jenny Dare. The strip was called Flyin' Jenny. That ran, uh, had a good run, 1939 to 1946. Well, there they are, from Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, and Brick Bradford, all the way through Captain Midnight, Tailspin Tommy, Smiling Jack. It was a glamorous era after World War One. Radio was new, and aviation was new, and it worked together. Youngsters like myself just uh, didn't get enough of uh, aviation programs. The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. Oh, those were great names. Steve Canyon, Terry, Terry and the Pirates. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> One-tenth as much as I did, because this is fun for me to reminisce. And we cover a lot of ground. We do old-time radio, movie serials, early television, comic strips, and we go far afield for the world's greatest authors and world's greatest philosophers, boxing champions, baseball players, football coaches. A wide range. You never know what's going to come up here on uh, Bill Owens' podcast. So until next time, so long.